Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast, coming to you live from sort of modified massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Aaron, Tell us about your uh, new modified studios. <laughs> yeah, so moving into new house, um, well, in the house, but lots and lots and lots of boxes um, in the new recording studio and got uh, dug out enough to be able to record this. I found the box with the microphone in about 10 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is a just in just in time studio uh, right now. But yeah, you and I, uh, you, you, we, we live a, a little closer, although it I mean, we'll, we'll see each other a whole lot more, but uh, yeah, new, right. new, new place. And uh, that's that's part of the reason why we uh, we broke our streak and we, get, we did a few uh, solo shows lately. But uh, yeah, so speaking speaking of shows, uh, we, we've got a, a little bit of house uh, cleaning. So folks, um, you know, bear, bear with us a little bit. So uh, we got a bunch of really good guests coming up. So uh, Adrian Cockcroft's going to come on uh, hopefully maybe next week and talk about this big um, powwow that his VC firm did around uh, open source and if people are going to make money on it and a bunch of things like that. Uh, Capital One's going to come on pretty soon, uh, maybe early July, talk about all the, you know, basically here you have a very large bank who is doing stuff in the public cloud, deploying stuff with open source, uh, you know, kind of, they've, they've sort of become the Netflix of actual end user businesses or, you know, the non, the, the Netflix of non-Netflix companies. Uh, so they're going to come talk to us, which is cool. Uh, Miles Ward, who runs uh, Solutions at Google Cloud Platform, is going to come on soon. So that's cool. We've never had them on. Uh, Matt Stein, who a lot of people know, uh, works at Pivotal, but uh, is sort of the cloud native applications guy. We're going to talk about building applications faster. And then some good folks from GitHub are going to come on and talk about how developers are evolving. So uh, you and I will work out what's going on because our travel schedules are crazy. But we've got a lot of really interesting shows coming up the next few weeks or month and a half or so. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just the, you know, Sadly, just the the tip of the, the the pipeline, if you will, because we, I mean, it is it is really amazing. Uh, and big thank you to the community. A lot of folks have been reaching out lately, um, both you know people wanting to be on the show and people telling us, hey, you need to have so and so on the show. And so, and, and a lot of it too is us finally getting around to getting some of the longtime guests that have been on our list as well. So it's it, it's going to be a really really good summer. Um, without a doubt, it is. You've got some conferences coming up. I've got some conferences coming up, but it's going to be a really good summer, without a doubt. Yeah. So we will we'll do our best to try and keep these relatively consistent, but uh, we'll sort of apologize in advance if we do some weeks where we have two or maybe have none or something like that. So um, <laughs> right, absolutely. And we'll we'll talk about shows real quick too. So we'll put this in the show notes. Um, but uh, O'Reilly Velocity is coming up. Yep. Uh, what June twenty first ish, if the, I remember it's correctly. The, it's the couple days after DockerCon, so it's. I think it's that's right. Yes, I think DockerCon's like the twentieth and twenty first, and then Velocity is like right afterwards. So it's it's within that week of the twentieth, twenty first, twenty second. Yep, and we we do have a discount code for that one. It is PC Cloud twenty. It's a PC Cloud like personal computer, all uppercase twenty, but it actually gets you thirty percent off instead of twenty percent off. So it's a pretty good deal if you want to if you've been interested. Interested in thinking about that, and, and you you still have some flexible travel. 
uh, certainly go ahead and do that. And in addition to that, uh, the, the nice folks over at O'Reilly gave us some passes as well. Yeah. So we're going to, you know, as we do for a lot of the O'Reilly conferences, uh, we're giving away two passes. You know, since since Velocity is kind of a DevOps operations show, just, you know, send us your best I don't know, story about how you've rolled out a lot of stuff, how you automate things, maybe your greatest horror story, you know, hopefully the building didn't burn down kind of stuff, but uh, send us your best. We're going to have we're going to give away two free passes um, and uh, send it to show at the cloudcast.net. And we will, uh, we'll select the winners and uh, let you know, and you can go see the show for free. Yep. And why don't we put a deadline on that? What is the next? What is today? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Let, I mean, let's sort of say, I need to go look. yeah, it's, it's the eighth. If the conference is around the 22nd, people got to make plans. Yeah. I don't know. Let's just say that'll be like the middle of next week. So maybe by the okay. 15th or so, something like that gives you guys a week. Yeah. You know, and we don't need an essay. We just need, you know, a blurb, you know, a paragraph, maybe two paragraph and a half. Don't give us 10,000 words. We don't, we don't need to read them and uh, you guys don't have the time to write them. So that's, uh, yep. yeah, that'll be cool. So they've always been very, very nice to us and continue to, uh, to help us, uh, you know, get the community out to their events. So the other thing, uh, well, we'll, we'll get back to this. So what we decided to do this week was was a couple of different things. Uh, we wanted to do, we haven't done a uh, sort of what's the state of what's going on. We tend to do these, sometimes we do them once a year, sometimes we do them twice a year, sometimes we do quarterly. Uh, we felt like this was a good break point in the year to do a sort of, you know, midpoint state of the cloud cast, state of the cloud. Um, so why don't, we, why don't we do that first? Uh, we do have kind of an interesting announcement. So stick around to the end of the show. We've got something that we're going to announce and we, hopefully you guys think they're cool. And then we've got something we, we just kind of want to kind of riff on that we've been talking about behind the scenes that we thought we'd get out in the front of the show. But let's sort of start with State of the Cloud. What's what's your take on on the, sort of the world that we cover these days, Aaron? It's gotten really interesting really fast as far as, um, you know, just the how cloud has evolve if you will and um certainly with containers and and you know now docker and kubernetes and and we've covered it before about you know basically how are folks going to be making money on a lot of this going forward but we have almost reached the point you know i bet you if we did if we went back to the i don't know december january cast um how many kubernetes based distributions were out there versus how many are out there now yeah um and is it too many choices at this point, and 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 is the market actually getting muddy, especially on the Kubernetes front in particular? Is everyone just releasing something? Where's the value add? Uh, you know, it got really confusing, and it seemed like a lot of folks were like, "Oh crap, we're behind," or "Oh crap, we missed the previous one. We're going to make sure we get in on this one." It, 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 Kubernetes just seemed to just go crazy. That's been the biggest thing for me, without a doubt. But I still don't understand a lot of the the long term value add of that market, if you will. I don't know. Whatever people want to call them, you know, containers as a service, platform as a service, cloud native applications. You know, it's 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 weird in that we we keep seeing more and more things pop up. Kubernetes was one of them. Mesos was one of them. You know, Cloud Foundry was one of them. Hasn't all necessarily popped up in the last few months, but sort of solving the same problem uh, in another way and then solving it in another way and solving it in another way. And, you know, I, I think the market is pretty confused about it. I think, you know, the fact that a lot of the, some of the platform vendors have, have aligned to Kubernetes has been sort of interesting. I think it's got some ramifications to, you know, the game that, that Docker is playing. I think it has some ramifications to the game that the Cloud Foundry Foundation is playing. You know, and, and to a certain extent, I think it, it also sort of plays to the idea of people saying, well, 
if we can't be AWS, maybe we can align to the technology of, you know, probably the next biggest, most scalable one or even bigger, more scalable one. So yeah, that one's that one's really, really interesting. You know, sometimes I, I try not to do it on this show, but I think wear sort of an analyst hat sometimes. I'm still trying to figure out who's making money, how they're making money. And right now, the the way that money and revenues and accounting and all this sort of stuff in the cloud is is really mucky. And there's there's no consistency. There's very little transparency. You know, so we're, we're, we're in a world right now where people are making claims about being the biggest or the best or growing the fastest or whatever. And other than a couple of companies like an AWS, and, and even they're not super transparent about specific services services, like we don't really know how big the cloud is. We know how loud it is. We know how much noise it's making, but we don't really know how big it is. We know everybody's trying to figure out how to play in you know, AWS's world or don't play by their rules. But, but that to me is still really interesting. And, and you know, now that you've got you know, AWS announcing their numbers, it sort of forces everybody to start figuring out, do they announce, do they obfuscate stuff, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. And along those lines, what do you think is going to kind of happen in the second half of the year? What's your expectations for for second half of the year, Brian? Um, I can tell you mine if you want me to go first. Yeah, go ahead if you want. So I think it comes down to, you know, you had this confusion, fragmentation in the first half of the year. I think you will start to see that area, you know, the containers and containers as a service start to calm down in the second half of the year. I do think um, it almost seems like everyone was kind of scrambling to what the heck. Okay, and everyone was for the longest time was was what does what does a, a super production quality OpenStack framework look like from an operation standpoint? Now they're going to have to go figure out. Okay, what does containers as a service? You know, look like from an operation standpoint. Is it complementary? Are they side by side? Do they run on top of each other? We've seen all these crazy, crazy architectures this year. It just seems like everyone keeps adding another layer of complexity, another layer of complexity. And at what point does it potentially fall over on itself? Yeah. And that that is, for me, the biggest thing I see in the second half of this year. A little bit of clarity in that the right architectures will fall out. Um, and, and, and including that, I'm kind of kind of segue into that's where I think serverless comes into play as well, because I think serverless is a decently valid yet different architecture that we will see play out. And, and honestly, a little bit because of the, the simplicity aspect and the operations aspect of it, as opposed to another layer, layer of abstraction and another layer of ab- abstraction that we've seen to date. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So hold hold your thoughts on the serverless stuff because we're going to talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, I, I think in terms of my expectations, I think um, you know, you know I, I, I guess if I think about it in terms of the trends, you know, you you and I, I, I think one of the things that you said in the last prognostication we had, the thing we did at the end of 2015, was you were talking about sort of the, the trough of disillusionment for for like Docker because. Um, you know, DockerCon's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's it's crazy how fast that community continues to grow. But, you know, we've seen everybody else sort of make their move, right? We're seeing, like you said, Kubernetes. We've seen Cloud Foundry. We've seen, you know, the containers as a service in the cloud. I I, I actually sort of think, uh, I think if I, were, if I were Docker, and I don't think this is the route they're going, but if I were Docker, um, I, I kind of think they're making a mistake sort of following the VMware pattern of, we're going to build the whole stack because um, I, I don't know that they have built up enough of an ecosystem around them, meaning um, not people that will build plugins, but people that can make money around Docker. I think that strategy is is 
going to be sort of interesting to watch it play out. Um, I think there's enough alternatives that maybe scale better, uh, you know, work a little more, have a little more flexibility may, may end up winning out. I, I'm going to be very interested to see if Docker sort of says, Hey, you know what? We really are going to be the future of how things kind of get packaged and so forth. We've seen them do a lot of interesting things around security and Diogo's team. And I will be very interested to see if they sort of back off and, and start to say, Hey, you know what? Um, we should sort of focus on an end, uh, an end point end application sort of game as opposed to this whole architecture thing where they're doing storage and networking and clustering and, and all this other stuff. So that, that, that to me is going to be really, really interesting because they've got such a huge valuation. Um, and then the other one, you know, kind of to me around expectations is going to be, um, well, I guess two, one's going to be, we're going to see a lot of the, the legacy vendors do some very interesting, potentially crazy things. Uh, but I'm not super interested in that. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to be very curious if we see any reality to all of this sort of, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning sort of hype, because people all of a sudden, because of bots, because of, you know, some of the APIs that are available through Google and the services, like all of a sudden people are talking about it because it's kind of real. I mean, you can kind of do some interesting stuff, um, you know, but but do we actually see any any customers talking about it or has that become a 17 thing or an 18 thing or, or something like that? Because yeah. you start doing machine learning and then people start to freak out sort of second order things like, does my job still exist? What gets automated away? You know, all these other sort of secondary third third type of thing. Yeah. So. Well, let me add one point to actually both of those. So on the Docker thing, and don't get me wrong, I wish them nothing but the best. And we've got a lot of great friends over there. But so here's where I go back to. So uh, I go back to my, my time at Citrix and, and, and CloudStack. Does anybody remember them? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and, and, but what, what really what the, the ultimate downfall, I believe, of CloudStack kind of being on the inside of that um, and watching all of it unfold was Citrix at the end of the day tried to go it alone. They tried to build everything themselves and they tried to go it alone as opposed to OpenStack built a community, a, a community of contributors and a community of vendors, and they created an ecosystem. And I almost see the same thing starting to happen but it's almost a three-way community right now between Docker, between Mesos, and between Kubernetes. And what I worry is Docker is going to try and go it alone the way Citrix kind of went alone. And then they didn't have anybody to really help provide them the momentum in the industry or to create that ecosystem. So I, I, I very much worry about that because as somebody who's seen that happen firsthand. Yeah. So that's one thing. The other thing, too, in the machine learning, I agree with you. I, the machine learning is so interesting, but... My worry about machine learning is it's the next big data. And what I mean by that is everyone knows it's valuable. Yep. Everyone sees the value in it, but it takes such a big brain <laughs> to be involved in that. It's it's almost like the um, the barrier to entry into even just following that industry in general tends to be higher, at least at my first glance of it, almost like big data was. And then, you know, he had these big data scientists and there was only so many of them. And then they all went and worked for, for all these industries and they all got kind of, you know, shut down, if you will, a lot of times of what they could say and what they couldn't say. And because everything kind of went proprietary and secret and behind the scenes and, you, you know, you hear all these stories like Target and all the things they do with big data. And so I almost wonder how approachable is machine learning is, yeah. is where I'm coming from with that one. Yeah, no, definitely. It's the, is it big data 2.0 or is it, does it sort of become data scientists as a service in which case it actually gets simpler? And, and yeah, you're right. I think that's, that that's going to be the real interesting thing to sort of, sort of watch. Um, so 
let's let's kind of move on from the the state of things. Um, you and I behind the scenes, I guess, for I don't know a few months now, maybe maybe more than that. We've been we've been very curious and interested and sort of bullish about this whole serverless thing. Um, you know, the serverless conference happened a couple of weeks ago, uh, up in New York and we were kind of following it. We were both, I was on vacation, you were moving. And so we didn't totally, you know, stay up with it. Um, what's, g- give me your initial take and, and, and why are we sort of interested in this space? Yeah. So I'll kind of dig into, it, it gets into the, what do you know about serverless? Well, uh, but, but here, here's the thing, first of all, um, I'm just going to say this, I've never seen so both love and hate. I mean, it is definitely a divisive term and a thought in the industry. Um, you, you sent me that that kind of meme the other day that it, it was, oh my gosh, it was so funny. I don't remember exactly how it went, but, you know, our Lord and Savior serverless or something to thereabouts. And right. it almost seems like, I mean, it, you either love it or you hate it. And I, And for the longest time, you and I went into it of like, well, what the hell is it? And I don't love or hate any of it. I just want to analyze, is it a good architecture? And what are the advantages to it? And the more I dug into it, the more I was like, oh, this actually solves a lot of problems I've historically seen in cloud computing over the years, whether it's IaaS or PaaS or any of these others. And so for me, as an old operations guy, it solved a lot of problems. And that's where I was super excited about it. And I didn't understand why so many people are just dogpiling it and all, and all the kind of the hate <laughs> that has been been yeah. piled onto it. And I'll, and you know, I'll kind of go into what I th- I think about it in a second. But I wanted to get your thoughts on why you're bullish on it, and then I'll go into you know my what is serverless thoughts. Yeah. Um- you know, I, I think when when something like Lambda was first announced, and I'm and I'm sure people will tell us, hey, you know, this stuff is functional programming, or it's something. I mean, like we see this every time something new comes along. Um, it probably existed on the mainframe at some point. Um, but I, I think when I when I first heard about Lambda, it didn't really register what it was. Didn't mean anything to me. The more I dig into it, and again, using Lambda just as a proxy, not necessarily for all of them, I I sort of step back and go, okay. What is what is cloud computing supposed to do, right? If we if we kind of get down to the the real basic things, uh, you know, what is it supposed to do? Well, it's supposed to give me, you know, on demand resources. Okay, well, it does that? Um, it's supposed to charge me for what I use, not what I sign up for, but what I use. Okay, it it does that, and it's one of the first kind of you know granularity levels that actually gives me that. Um, it's supposed to scale on demand, um, which. Again, yes, can you scale other types of things? Yes, but you have to worry about load balancers and you have to worry about monitoring your traffic and you have to worry about, and so you go, yes, it does that. Um, Does it make things uh, simpler for developers? They just, you know, write their application and push their code. Yes, right. Yeah, you can argue, you know, it does this, it doesn't do this, PaaS does this, it doesn't do that. Um, So I I think when I I sort of look at it from, from those types of perspectives, um, and, and then more so, you know, talking to people and, you know, we've had a couple of interviews on the show, we, we put them in the show notes, you know, talking to people that actually are building applications with this. Um, yes, you know, the services have warts, but they very much focus on, you know, what problem am I solving? I can just kind of go solve it. A lot of the stuff I don't want to have to think about, I don't have to think about cause it's kind of taken care of for me. Um, there's very much a, you know, solve business challenges, solve customer challenges, you know, focus on revenue type of thing. So all of those things to me 
are very, very interesting. Um, you know, and, and you're right. It is, there is, there is an unbelievable amount of sort of, you know, either love or hate for it. And, and, you know, I, I kind of look at that and I go, you know, I, I kind of understand it because to a certain extent, you know, the, the serverless folks tend to sort of go, Hey, they don't have to worry about operations as much. Um, or maybe it goes away or whatever their kind of spin on it is. And, you know, it's just like, it's just like people that don't want to do automation. It's just like people that, you know, wanted to avoid using the cloud. I mean, their first people's initial thing is always, you know, what does that mean for me? Um, and you know, like you take the DevOps crowd, the DevOps crowd has spent a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time trying to convince you that, you know, it's a good thing. It's all about collaboration. It's going to make your, your, your operations better and all these sort of things. And I think, you know, there's a, there's a threateningness to this where they go, wait a second, maybe we're going to get disintermediated more than we'd like to. So, you know, and again, you know, call it whatever you want, call it Jeff. And there's there's a good article about calling (laughs) it Jeff. Right. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to that one in a second, but let me add add this to it too. So this is full credit goes out to to Sam Cronenberg from a cloud guru. Um, link is in the show notes. Definitely go read this article because this is, so I had two kind of light bulb moments. I'm going to share both of you and, but they're, you know, full credit given to those, those folks. So the first one is Sam's article. And in that, he, he uses a term of what is the unit of scale of the various things. You've got a data center, you've got a, you know, infrastructure as a service, you've got platform as a service, and then you've got serverless. And, and what I'll do is I'll walk through it very quickly here. The data center, the server was the unit of scale, but I actually, I'm going to use a different term. I'm going to say the demarcation point. Think of that as that's the last thing you have to care about, um, when you're doing the operations of all of this. And it is also scale, right? What you have to scale. And infrastructure as a service is the operating system. Platform as a service is the actual application itself. So you're writing an application against a PaaS. Well, and a lot of people seem to get really confused between what is a PaaS and what is serverless, and this just doesn't make any sense, and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, my, my computer science background, this is where it kind of jumped out at me. You have Okay, serverless, you know, in Sam's article was it's it is the application function going back to like you were saying functional programming before. And yeah, you could call serverless Jeff, you could call serverless functional programming. Serverless is just one of those terms that allows you to really add a term to something as long as there's a common understanding of exactly what it is. Great, right? And it's sexier than functional programming. But at the end of the day, it is a function. It is a function of a program. And what that's really really great about is you don't over provision or under provision a function in say for instance lambda i'm going to use aws terminology here just because sam did and it makes sense um a function is just there and when you need it you call it if you need it once you call it once if you need it a hundred times you call it a hundred times if you need it a million times you call it a million times just like you would s3 an s3 object is just there there is no need to worry about auto scaling there is no need to worry about any of that other stuff it is just there and you call it as needed and it it just persists and so that for me was the big light bulb moment and when we had joe emerson on he was the one that actually was just over and over again hit on auto scaling when you when you you're doing serverless you don't have to worry about auto scaling right and so those were the big things for me like when somebody says well what is serverless and why is it different than a PaaS?" and oh my gosh you still need servers yes of course you still need servers don't be an idiot um 
So, you know, for me, breaking it down, if you call serverless functional programming, if you break it down, the demarcation point is a function within a program, it makes perfect sense to me. And like you said, it checks all those boxes and simplifies the operations. So that's, in a nutshell, why I'm so bullish on it. You know, I I agree with all that. I I think, you know, the the name is the name. Um, You know, it is what it is. Um, You know, I'm sure they could have pissed off people by calling it just, you know, Paz, you know, Paz Plus or Paz Light or, you know, something else. The Paz people all hate the name Paz anyway. So let's just sort of all come to the agreement that most naming in computer science sucks and uh, sort of move right. on to what it is. Um, yep. You know, I, I think and full, full credit goes out to Paul, Paul Johnston, by the way, for because he, he did a, a blog article recently of serverless is just a name. We should have just called it Jeff. That's why we keep saying that. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Links yeah. in the show notes. I just thought that was that was so funny. So, you know, I, I think if we if we sort of boil this down and we go okay so you guys are kind of excited about it and it sort of sounds like it aligns to what you know some of the cloud computing and computer science things are supposed to be you know what what else do we know about this at this point because it's it's still fairly early i mean lambda you know is probably a year and a half old but um you know google now has google functions which is kind of evolving uh, it's still probably an alpha um, IBM has OpenWhisk. We just did a show about that. Uh, Microsoft has Microsoft Functions, which are, uh, you know, I saw a number of things this week uh, from the Azure team that are starting to show how that interacts with stuff. Obviously, there's Lambda, uh, but there's a ton of other things that are out there. There's stuff like Iron IO. There's Firebase from Google. You know, these sort of mobile backends as a service. Uh, you know, we talked to Joe Emerson. He gave us a bunch of services that he likes to work with, Auth0 and and some others. So, you know, I think to a certain extent. Um, this domain is, it's evolving, but there are services that are out there, you know, some maybe more so in the mobile domain than other domains. Um, but you know, I, I sort of compare it back to where we were, you know, in whatever, whenever we started this show, 2010 or 11, um, you know, there, there were a few things about sort of cloud computing that were out there, but not tons. And people were, you know, trying to give it a name and they were angry about it and they weren't angry about it. And, um, you know, so I know so, by the way, cloud was a crappy name too. Yeah, cloud was a crappy name, and we had people <laughs> saying, "Is it a real cloud? Is it a fake cloud?" And so, for you know, for anybody worried about names, don't worry. You know, the naming police and haters will come back and, and find you. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that's kind of where we are. I think to a certain extent, you know, we've always said we're 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 technically curious, and I, I think this is sort of you know feels like a you know a next step of where stuff's sort of going. So so hence why we're we're kind of interested in it. Um, yep. So, you know, with that, with that being said, uh, so what, so what should we do about this? Um, I guess maybe is, is the next realistic question. And, and you and I have been talking about this a little bit and we said, you know, we could, we could kind of, you know, talk about uh, serverless, um, on the Cloudcast, and that would make perfect sense. And we've got a bunch of really loyal listeners and, and thank you for that. But we sort of said, you know, um, this feels like such a new thing. Um, that maybe we should do something different. And so we don't have a name for it yet. Uh, we may end up calling it the Jeff cast. I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, we're, we're, we're open to naming ideas. Uh, but, but I think what we're, what we're talking about doing is, is doing a separate show. Um, so folks, you'll have to subscribe to something else. It'll probably be probably a month or so from now before we get it started. But I, you know, we, we want to kind of go look at this space. And the, and the reason we said this was, you know, as we look out over the next, say five years. So, you know, the next life cycle of, of something, um, you know, what, what do we think it's going to be? And, you know, we think this idea that, 
Um, you know, businesses are going to use technology more and more to, uh, to, to sort of define what their business looks like. We think that's going to happen. Um, you know, so in order for lots of companies to do that, there's got to be simpler and simpler ways to build these applications. They've got to be cost effective. They've got to scale to uncertainties. And um, we feel like serverless kind of is in that domain. Maybe it won't be, but kind of feels like it's in that domain. And then, you know, if this, uh, you know, IoT stuff and, and Internet of Things and, and some of these other things that, that are sort of projected to have some big numbers and we're, you know, we're starting to see some realistic things happen. Um, you know, we, we feel like those two things and, and possibly to some extent machine learning, even though we know nothing about that. Um, we, we felt like it sort of needed its own uh, focus. And um, so you want to you want to add some color to that, Aaron, about what we're thinking? Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to. You know, at the end of the day, it's been a number of years we've been doing this podcast. But now, let me be clear. We're not shutting this podcast down. We nope. will continue to do this podcast. But we are to the point now where we this feels the way cloud did five, six years ago when it was just starting to take off and everyone was trying to understand it. And we started the podcast with the original intent of of let's go learn it ourselves and but that's also build up some community and a and a method and an audience for for folks to share information and we want to do the same thing around the serverless and IoT community and not just you know like when we say IoT I also want to be clear not like consumer in your home they're like we're actually talking about like the GE digital commercials you see which we're also talking to those folks to have them on the show sometime soon and so th- this idea of of industry level and enterprise level IoT, business to business IoT. And and we're trying to figure out ways to to learn and to kind of what is going to fuel the next five to 10 years. Um, And and in some ways, what we've been doing, like we we feel like we've learned this space, uh, not that we know everything by any means, but but we feel like that maybe that that technology hunger and curiosity that we've had around cloud computing and some of the other, other platforms isn't necessarily there as much as it is, you know, it's always opportunity cost, which one are you going to go do uh, as it is for this new space? So again, it feels like we're going to probably may, and plans are still up in the air. Maybe we'll, we'll do those podcasts and drop them in this feed for a little while. So everyone can get a feel for if they want to subscribe to the new one. Don't know. Honestly, we, th- this conversation has gone as far as a few beers yeah. right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the couple so things. It's going to take a few more beers to not iron out the rest of it. Yeah, and, I mean, a couple things we're thinking about for anybody going, "Oh God, another podcast." My my podcasting is filling up. We are thinking about doing a few different things though than than just um, you know right. Aaron and I talking and one guest or two guests or something. We we we've got a number of people who um, are running some other podcasts. So like the guys from Engineers and Coffee, Donnie and uh, and um, Larry uh, are, are doing some interesting things around podcasting that we're going to most likely have multiple hosts. So it may not always be Aaron and I hosting the show. Uh, we're, we're looking to have some other people host the show that, you know, have some really good domain knowledge. They may end up being a host one week and a guest another week and so forth. But um, we want to mix it up a little bit. We don't want to necessarily just start from scratch. Um, we, we also are probably going to spend some more time, um, you know, trying to, uh, you know, bring some of this interesting content uh, together. So, you know, instead of having 10,000 blogs and, and not trying to get rid of other people's ability to do stuff, but but sometimes when things are very new and there's a lot of confusion and stuff, it's useful to have a place to go where there 
is information, but it comes from lots of different sources. So we've been not only talking to a number of people about potentially, you know, helping us host these things because it'll uh, bring much more richness to what's going on. You guys will hear different points of view about stuff, you know, both pros and cons, uh, but also trying to help bring some some learning and knowledge and writing and experience um, around a new sort of, I don't know, call it a portal, a website or whatever. Um, and some of that's being worked out, but we've had a number of people who have said, look, uh, I can only help with part, but I can't help with all. And, you know, is that okay? And, um, you know, kind of trying to, to look at this as a, as a place where people can contribute, um, which again, has always been, you know, what we've been trying to do, which is, you know, help take a complicated new topic and, and bring it, you know, bring it to the community. So, um, some stuff, some stuff still to work out. Um, but I just wanted to guys let you know, you know, we'll, we'll have something probably, probably in the next four to six weeks, I would say. Um, and again, it might be really green. We may dump it into this feed and, and you guys can give us feedback. Um, the one piece of feedback, the one piece of data that we do have from you at this point is that even the two or three shows that we've done, um, have literally been now in our all time top 15 top 10 top five for some of those shows so you mean the two or the two or three serverless shows yeah the two or three serverless shows we've done yep. have literally been of the 250 plus that we've done now in the top 10 5 15 of all time so there, there's something there's some sort of nugget there that sort of tells us hey you know you guys have an interest in it and and it might be worth exploring a little bit more yep agreed anyway so that that was that was kind of that um you know, I think we'll, we'll sort of wrap it up with there. We've been going for a little while. Uh, folks are probably done with their run or their drive or whatever. Um, any, uh, any last minute, uh, thoughts or, or things about, you know, what's, you know, what the year's been so far, what's coming up, uh, where you're going to be, where you, where are you going to be out traveling, man? Yeah. So, uh, as of right now, I I'm doing Red Hat Summit here in a couple of weeks, but unfortunately yeah. I wasn't able to make DockerCon this year, uh, due to some, uh, still, uh, falling out logistics from the move and, and keeping me close to home here for a little while. So, um, I'm doing Red Hat Summit. I'm, I'm sure I'll be doing VMworld. Um, I'm going to be doing a bunch of shows coming up in the second half of the year. I kind of get back on the road. I haven't been on the road for a while. So say so I'm really looking forward to the second half of the year, really looking forward to getting back out in the community and, and certainly looking forward to kind of getting these projects going. Yeah. So I'm, I'll be at DockerCon. Um, some folks have pinged us cause we are a, we're a media sponsor partner, uh, at DockerCon. Yes. Um, I think we set that up before you couldn't come. So I may or may not take the podcasting gear with me. Um, uh, if you really want to do a show, um, ping me and we'll see if I can work it into my schedule. I'm doing some other stuff while I'm there. Uh, but we'll maybe try and get a show or two in from DockerCon if we can find a quiet place. Uh, I'll be at Red Hat Summit. I may or may not be at the platform is it called pivotal one platform one i think pivotal show called platform one is in august um, and i may be going out to the aws summit in uh, santa clara so uh, a little bit of travel coming up but uh yeah so we'll be out and about and then in the fall we're always traveling to events so we can definitely see people there i don't think neither one of us are going to velocity are we we'll, we'll give you uh, essentially we'll, we'll no give you our, yeah, we'll yeah give i wasn't able passes. to make it this year i'm going to be doing work travel that week yeah. so well cool it's uh you know, uh, this stuff is still very, very fun. Like we said, uh, it, it's funny that we're starting something new when, you know, 20 minutes ago we said, Hey, the state of cloud is going faster than ever and crazier than ever. Um, I don't, you know, folks don't read into that, that we're not interested in this anymore. We're still very interested. Um, it's just, I think we're, we're sort of also interested in something else. And so we want to see if we can try and juggle both of them and, and keep giving you guys really good content and, 
and find where stuff is happening. So um, thanks for thanks for listening to us and putting up with us and telling a friend. And um, we are uh, we are actually coming up on about three million listens over the last five years. So uh, thank you to everybody who's listened, uh, new or old, or tells a friend or you know um, you know anything gives us feedback. So we we always appreciate it. Feedback's always welcomed, and uh, we love we love doing the show, and we look forward to doing uh, many many more in, in sixteen and beyond. With that, right. Aaron, you want to uh, wrap us up, take us home? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so thank you very much for listening, everyone. And um, we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 